welcome to Magic and Monorail's podcast by me, Melissa and the Magic, where we focus on doing Disney differently and sharing parks experiences throughout the Orlando area. Thank you so much for joining my community, and if you don't already follow me on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube, please head to those channels at Melissa and the Magic. Each episode will have a feature on those platforms, and they'll all offer something different. I usually do a lot of my giveaways on Instagram, and most of my silly moments are shared on TikTok. YouTube will be a really great place for you to see my face and interact and watch those long video episodes of my podcasts. Feel free to email me or DM with any content requests as well. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to episode two of season two. This week, I'm going to share a little bit of insight into Amia's 10th birthday party ghost spider or spider Gwen themed. It is a girly take on a comic book party. So our colors were hot pink, teal, white, a little bit of iridescent. And I also had a spray painted gold Spider-Man balloon, which now looking back, I should have done silver. It would have looked a lot better, (laughs) but he stood out nonetheless. So first let's talk about the cake. I got the cake from Publix for about $32. It was an eight inch custom cake. Essentially, I had two colors. I had hot pink and teal, and then they also used black icing around the edges to make it look comic book style. They also did a couple of whipped cream dollops on top of the cake too, and this was all done with buttercream frosting. The eight inch cake was a funfetti vanilla flavored cake, so it was very simple, but it tasted awesome. So let's get into a little bit about the cake design, how I landed on using Publix grocery store as the cakery bakery of choice. First and foremost, I want to preface, I did as much Instagram searching as I could do. I Googled, I could only find one baker that could do a cake that I wanted to. And while I was more than willing to pay the $180 to get the cake, because it was immaculate and it was beautiful. My frustrations lie only solely really with myself. In the current situation I'm in, in our apartment, getting deliveries is a nightmare. Nine times out of 10, my packages are misplaced. And when it comes to getting something as important and delicate as a cake, it was not not, um, safe to get that cake delivered here. I could have gotten it delivered elsewhere, but here's the deal. That is a lot of extra stress that I just was not mentally prepared to deal with considering we had multiple people coming in and visiting for Amia's birthday. So while that was an option and that truly was plan A because I love supporting small, it just wasn't realistic. I will also say the price point was a little high. Um, I'm used to paying like maybe $80, maybe a hundred dollars for a cake, including delivery. And so this was almost double that. So that was a little minor bit of a deterrent, but I still would have rather have paid that to support small. Again, I was not confident that the cake would make it to me in one piece, no pun intended. So my other option was going to Publix. I had heard that Publix does a really good job doing custom orders and it's like five or $10 more than just like a cake that you pick from their lookbook. They had their bakery manager come and speak with me. She showed me a cake that she had already done. It was amazing. 
for $30.99. I was very impressed. It was an eight inch cake, which is more than enough for the six people that we were feeding. We still have leftovers a week later and the bakery manager was super sweet and helpful. They took some photos of the ideas that I had saved on my Pinterest board. They took notes and they did a very good job. Was it perfect? No. Was it as good as the small shop bakery could have done? Absolutely not. Did my daughter care? Not at all. She loved it and she thought it was perfect. So I really had to kind of like weigh all of those options when it came down to making that decision. A Publix is literally a block away from me. So I was able to walk and go pick it up and it was super fresh. And I got it the day of right before we were going to eat it. That just was what worked for me. And obviously if you're on a budget, I understand there are certain things that you have to, you know, not care about as much. And some people just want something fun and simple and they're okay with getting a Publix cake. That's not decorated the way that they want for $20. Um, and just getting some fun cake toppers, which is totally possible. While I had a really immaculate cake topper and I could have done that, I just really wanted something unique like this comic book cake because it's super trendy right now. I also have a little bit of pride when it comes to planning my events. I don't like asking you for help. I'm sure I could have posted on my Instagram asking if somebody had any recommendations, but to be honest with you, every time I do that, somebody copies my ideas. And while that's so flattering, um, I want it, I like to keep these things private so that I can make them mine and solely mine and kind of, I don't know, be the first as silly as that sounds, because the three times that I had posted a few years ago about the theme of my daughter's birthday, I shit you not people have copied it and like taken literally all of my ideas. And while I totally want them to do that after the fact and use my guide as like a reference, hence why I'm making this podcast. I just felt like it kind of took a little bit of the glamour and the glitz and the specialness away from my hard work. So I tend to keep to myself when it comes to planning things. And sometimes that means making it a little bit more difficult to source the things that I'm looking for. So let's move on to the decor. Um, we didn't really worry about like food or anything like that because it was a simple thing. We had the cake. The cake was kind of like the main piece. We were really only going to do like cake and presents and everything. So the decor. I had confetti, balloons, some paper lanterns, the cake topper. I made some like little building like city bags, gift bags. I had a wow ceramic um, like candy dish. And then I also got a custom comic book sketch from Fiverr. For the balloons and the lanterns, I went to the Dollar Tree and I purchased a handful of packs of those. I got a mix of colors. I also got some pearl balloons and I basically pulled the white, the teal and the pink and used those for like the balloon arch. I would have normally used more, but considering we were only gonna do a couple of photos, it was kind of, my, my apartment isn't necessarily the best place to set up a backdrop, so it was really just more for Amia to feel special, but in total, I spent like $6 on a handful of those things and it ended up being just exactly what I needed. Looking back, I would have wrapped the photo stand that I used in something else, potentially crepe paper, or even, um, like wrapped it in some sort of garland to kind of cover that. But 
Overall, again, it went on theme, the black showing it wasn't a really big deal. The paper lanterns, the balloons, and like the paper flowers that I purchased, I constructed and kept in a garbage bag in my closet hidden away from her the week before. So one of the things about my parties is while they look simple, they still take a decent amount of planning and prep time. So in total, it took me an hour to get the paper flowers and the lanterns constructed and then the balloons. Luckily, my friend Katie is good at that. I could not do it for some reason. Well, I have Botox around my lips, so that was a big part of it, but she helped me with that. So overall, that part portion alone, prepping the balloons and the objects for the photo um, backdrop, the balloon arch, and putting it together was a little over an hour and a half from beginning to end, um, which is worth it considering I think it really does set the mood. And now looking back, I probably just would have rearranged my living room and set it up against the wall. So we would have gotten more photos with like everybody that was involved in the party. But at the end of the day, the party's for Amia. So that's really all that mattered. The city bags, so like the building bags, I don't know what else I would call them. I basically had um, gotten some pink shades. I wanted other shades, but they just didn't have it at the Dollar Tree. Um, so we spent $2 in total on the bags, $1 each. And then I had black construction paper that I cut out and used um, as the windows. So I had two of those and I put her gifts in there. My mother brought um, a gift as well. She kind of got some really fun comic book wrapping paper, which was so perfect. And it really added to the theme of things. Um, so that's kind of what we used for the gifts. I personally would say that if you're hosting a party and you have people that are bringing gifts, I'm sure they're going to do something fun with their wrapping paper. I'm a little crazy and my mom is too. So like we really stay on theme and personally, if it were me and I wanted some really kick-ass pictures, I would probably have like backups so that people who bring things that are not necessarily on theme, but you want it displayed in your photos or videos, you can kind of like slide them in. Um, at the end of the day, I do this for content. I do this for inspiration and I want things to stay on theme. I'm not expecting people to do that for me, so I'll do it for them. So there should be no offense taken. People are very aware of, you know, my event um, background and my expertise and skill in that. But that was super easy to construct and it took me like five minutes to cut out the paper and, and stick it on. They, I will say that the bags from the dollar store do rip very easily. And so like anything heavy or bulky, it will rip. So I did actually end up ripping it while I was filling it and I had to tape it down, which was a little frustrating. Then we have the wow ceramic candy dishes. I ended up leaving those empty. I did buy some like pink and teal and white treats to kind of fill it in. But I actually really liked the aesthetic of not having it full for the videos and the pictures that I took. Um, but those were $10 each on Amazon and I will have everything linked in my Amazon storefront. So if you are like me and sometimes budget's not an issue and your time is more important, you'll just buy everything from Amazon. So I will have everything linked on Amazon for exactly what you need as well as in the show notes, I will have the link to my Amazon storefront. And then I will also have the links to the Etsy shops that I purchased a few other items from. So those ceramic um, dishes are super fun. And I went with wow. I was originally going to do pow, P-O-W, but the P 
me being me, I didn't order in time. It was going to take three weeks to get here. So I had to kind of pivot and luckily the W and the O was in stock. Um, I will also include the Fiverr link to the person that I ordered the custom like comic sketch from. I think they did an amazing job. We went with like a more like Japanese style. So kind of a blend of what Amiya likes with, which is the Japanese style. Um, also with the spider Gwen or ghost spider kind of Marvel theme. I posted a TikTok and somebody basically said that the drawing was fucking stupid. And I was like, well, you're fucking stupid because this is exactly what we wanted. And this is a blend of what my daughter likes. So I also only paid $20 with tip for this. So it was totally worth it to me. And the fact that she loves it, that's all that matters. Um, also, people should learn to not come at me unless they want to fight because I will fight back. Side note. Um, I will include the link for how I ordered this. Basically, I paid, I think, $10 or $15. I can't remember for the actual drawing. You get one revision. He originally just drew a Mia with the birthday cake. There wasn't really like a storyline. And when I had originally submitted my request for the drawing, I said I wanted this to look like a comic page. So like, some extra boxes showing a storyline of like her birthday. So then he revised it literally within eight hours and it was returned back to me with the additional storyline boxes, basically of her kind of like cruising through the city with her spider web, her in the outfit, and then her basically like taking the hood off and revealing her face. And it was just so perfect. And we were so, so happy with that. And now it's hanging up in her room and it's exactly what we wanted. These last two are featured from Etsy, and now that I think about it, I should have created something myself for Amia that goes into my shop, and honestly, I think moving forward, it just only makes sense to kind of combine the podcast, my shop, support other shops, and also my expertise of creating and curating themed events, so um, I'm noting to myself that I should have created like a fun little mug or cup for her too, but that's besides the point. Um, the confetti that we got, it had her age, which was 10. It had some stars, some lightning bolts. It also had, um, pow in black for like, you know, the comic theme. And then it also had her name in, um, cut out confetti. Now this is not normal size confetti. I would say like, this is like an inch and a half ish length and about an inch height, maybe give or take the dimensions will be in the link. You'll be able to know more details. I should have looked before I spoke, but it's um, larger confetti, which I personally loved because it covered the table well. It looked really nice. And when I was taking pictures and videos, I didn't have to zoom to be able to read and to see everything. It was just such a nice supplement to kind of like the backdrop to the cake, so to speak. In total, with tax and shipping, I spent $18.37. I kept half of it tucked away to basically use for the background in her scrapbook. Every year I host a theme party, I make a couple scrapbook pages featuring photos and the invitation or whatever is super fun um, from the event. I'm really excited about this. The only downfall is, is that moving forward, I am going to be designing digital video invitations to her parties. So that's going to be a little challenging to include. Um in her scrapbook. So I might just have to like screenshot and print it out. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, moving on the last thing, one of the most expensive things. Um, and I wouldn't say it's expensive in the sense of like, I definitely needed this. This is a non-negotiable and it was an investment into the experience was the cake topper from Sully creates. 
it was $38.61 for me with shipping. Obviously that's going to range for everybody, but that includes shipping and tax. And it also included the lights. So you can get it with or without the lights. I I'm, I honestly don't remember what the difference was, but it was maybe five or $10 difference, which for me was very worth it considering we knew that her party was going to be at night and it would be really cool if it was illuminated. And the even more fun thing is that we ended up then taking that out of the cake and putting it in our flower vase. And so it was there on display for the entire week and it just made her feel extra special. That is something that I will be able to also include in her scrapbook. It's going to be a little bit more challenging considering the fact that it is bulky, but it's just going to be a cool addition to add, you know, for the focal point of one of her pages. And that one, um, this topper was also from Etsy from Sully Creates. And both of these shops were really great at communication as well as shipping time. I have nothing but amazing things to say about them. So in total, I think that everything that I did, honestly, for me, it was on the simpler side of how I normally do things. Um, but it was definitely a lot less stress. It was really easy to put together and it just involved a lot of planning ahead. And that's the biggest tip that I can give people. And I actually get made fun of so much for it. I'm already planning on Mia's next birthday. Um, I already have stuff for her next birthday. It's going to be Harry Potter themed. She's turning 11 and she's going to get her invitation to Hogwarts. So it's fitting. And also I'm going to go all freaking out for this. Okay. The biggest thing that I can tell people is planning ahead means that you're able to extend your budget a little bit more. You're also going to be able to thrift things if that's your thing. And that's really something that I pride myself in doing. When I did her Alice in Wonderland tea party, I went and thrifted all of the teapots, all of the teacups, and it was, it was a beautiful and amazing. And it was perfect in everything that I had imagined it to be. So while yes, it does take that much time. I also, I have a hard time like putting my ideas together quickly. So when I create a Pinterest board, I'm just putting all of my ideas there. And then I'm really sifting through a month or two before the party. So it's not like I'm like full on planning right away, but I'm starting to get my ideas and like wrap my head around things that would be great. And then when I'm thrifting, if I find a perfect piece, then I'm going to be really excited about it because not only did I save money, but I'm prepared and I'm not scrambling at the last minute. So in total, roughly estimating with the cake, the decorations, literally everything that was included besides the frame and the photo backdrop that we already had had, it was about $150 for the party, which remember when I was talking about the cake, the cake was going to be, the cake alone was going to be more than that. So I would have potentially spent about $300, which is normal for us. Like that's a normal budget for a birthday party, but I was really pleased with the fact that I could do this all for $150 that included the cake that included the decorations. And honestly, if you cut out even the wow candy dishes, that's $30, then you could spend that $30 on like your meal, whether it be hot dogs or popcorn or something simple and affordable where you can still have a meal together as a family. As I mentioned, I knew we were going out to dinner. So the, the food portion wasn't necessarily a big concern for this party, but I'm super pleased with how it turned out. And the fact that we had some custom things and it was $150 and it was a really amazing experience. And two of the things were consumable products, right? The cake and then her photo that she was able to hang up in her room. And then I also am able to use the other things for her scrapbook. So in total, we were able to basically repurpose 80% of the stuff that we invested in. 
Now, the next day was her actual birthday. We went to celebrate at Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. We started off our day at Islands of Adventure and then went to Universal Studios for Mardi Gras. We were preparing our outfits for this, and we decided we were going to stick with the black, white, hot pink, and teal theme. So Amia got a really cute tennis skirt and black crop top, which will also be linked. I got I used my black bike shorts and a pink crop tank. Everything, again, will be linked on Amazon. And I think the biggest thing for me looking back is I would have tried to stick her in a pink skirt and then got in her some fun like teal shoes like um, ghost spider wears because I thought that would have been really cool and I think that it would have been more like on brand or on theme for bounding but she wanted a teal skirt and she's going to wear the teal skirt until she doesn't fit it anymore she probably would not have wanted to continue to wear the pink skirt so I think overall as far as the investment goes long term it was more beneficial to do the teal skirt than the pink one she just doesn't love pink and that's okay even though it bums me out because pink's one of my favorite colors. Um, so when we started at Universal Studios, we knew obviously that there was a Marvel area and we did also know that Spider-Man was there. Amia was a little nervous to tell Spider-Man that she was dressed up as, you know, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider. So she did not tell him, but she had an amazing experience. I will say we have been to this area multiple times and we actually have looked for Spider-Man. We've never just asked where he was. So there's two, potentially more, but there's two areas now that we know of where you can meet and greet with characters. So the one is over by Auntie Anne's where they also do face painting. We have seen Captain America there. We have also seen um, the Green Goblin and one other villain. When we were over there, the Green Goblin and the other villain was there where we had previously met Captain America. I was thinking that that's where Spider-Man would be eventually. So I went up and talked to the team member and I said, hey, when is Spider-Man available? Or, you know, I didn't say where. I said when, assuming he was going to be there. Well, this is where I was wrong. Spider-Man actually is not in that same area. He is across the way over by the gift shop. And so the team member basically stated, actually, he's out right now. You just got to go across the way. You guys, there was two people in front of us. The line never got deeper than five people. And we spent about five minutes with Spider-Man and we stood in line for less than five minutes. This interaction was one of the best character interactions I have ever had at any theme park. Peter Parker was totally in that costume. I, I was so amazed. I mean immediately right when he met us face to face well mask to face he was chatty and asked us how our day was going and wished Amia a happy birthday did not even try to drag us over for a photo we talked for a whole two minutes standing and talking about the theme park about our day what we were going to do how special the day was we even mentioned that we ran into green goblin and he kind of made a couple of jokes about how he was like i warned him to stay out of this area and stay where he belongs over by like the the doom fall um or is it fearful? I don't know. But over in like the villainy area. And it was just, it made us laugh. And it went from making Amia super uncomfortable to even talk to him, to now comfortable to talking to him, to now comfortable to getting to take a picture with him. And honestly, it was the best experience ever. I'm so glad that we got that photo taken because now we have something really special and a really fun interactive memory for her birthday. So side note, Spider-Man is by the gift shop, which is, I believe, called Five and Dime, and that is right across from Auntie Anne's. Again, this experience was 
not the typical love and shove that you experience at Disney. It was so interactive. It was so customized. You could tell he was just a person having a conversation. Whether or not that's just the way that this team member was or whether or not that's how they're trained as Spider-Man, he nailed it and it left us with an amazing start to our day. But that is why we started the day at Universal Studios. Or I'm sorry, that is the why we started the day at Islands of Adventure and then went to Universal Studios next. So after we kind of did a few rides at Islands of Adventure, we then hopped over to Universal Studio or I'm sorry, yes, Universal Studios and um I say hopped but I think of hop as in Disney. So I meant, I didn't want to say hop, but you get the point. We did walk over the Hogwarts Express was a 60 minute wait. No, thank you. It takes 10 minutes to walk from park to park. So we just walked and then we experienced Mardi Gras, which was so fun. She got tons of birthday attention. Honestly, after reflecting, Katie said it best. Disney makes a point to do like birthday treats and they say happy birthday, but it is enforced. It is expected. When you hear it, sometimes you don't feel it. When a cast member says happy birthday, it's like they're just spitting it out because they quickly see you walking by. Like it's almost like they have to touch a point and check a box off. Universal, not everyone does it and not everyone engages with you, but literally every single human being that engages with you that says happy birthday First off, engages with you for more than just that two seconds. They ask you questions. They look you in the eye. They stop and take time with you. So while the interactions may be less, the actual interaction itself is longer and more, and you can actually feel it to be more genuine. During the Mardi Gras parade, I kid you not, performers, actors, everybody, people tossing the beads, constantly were screaming happy birthday to our group. We were celebrating multiple, multiple birthdays. We even were a part of the biggest birthday bash celebration at one of the character interactive spots around along the Mardi Gras route. Um, they remembered us during the parade. They stopped and they said, you're the biggest birthday group. They were amazing. I cannot express to you enough how mad I am at myself for not giving Universal more credit of being kid-friendly. We talk about this so much and Amia even says it. Looking at all of the stuff you can do for kids her age, even younger, we 100% stand by the fact that we think Universal is more kid-friendly in the experience department because the lines are less, the parks are less crowded. Honestly, the birthdays did feel more magical. So I will leave you with that. If you haven't given Universal the chance for a birthday, especially, especially if you have a birthday in March or February where you could celebrate Mardi Gras, please do it. You will not regret it. Make sure that you get a cool spot at the parade. I highly recommend the corner where the parade starts because you'll be able to see it start and end. You'll get tons of beads. You guys, I think we came home with over a hundred beaded necklaces between all of us. It was such an amazing experience. The team members were awesome. I'm not downplaying Disney. I just think Disney is in a growing pain right now. And I think the cast members are burnt out. Um, I would then highly recommend they look for a new job if they're that burnt out, but that's a different story. I will just say, I can tell the team members are so happy at their jobs and they love their jobs and it shows through their interactions and that the way, the way they make magic happen there. That's all I got to say. Wow. 
What an exciting week. I am so thankful to be able to share all of this with you. As I mentioned, things will be linked in the show notes. Please reach out if you have any other questions. I'd be happy to elaborate. I do like to answer a lot of the questions that I have from podcasts over on my TikTok and Instagram, so please be sure to follow there. Next week, I am super excited to share with you, I'm diving into my main attraction, Movie Nights. So Disney's 50th anniversary left us all feeling pretty underwhelmed and some of us a little sad that it's going, some of us kind of celebratory that it's leaving because it didn't really offer much magic. I created my own magic. I took all of the main attractions from that opening year and I made a movie night themed with a craft, a meal or a drink, or sometimes both or treat, as well as the type of movie that you should watch it with. Um, as well as some of them are going to have even a themed playlist. So while you're preparing or making that craft, if you don't want to watch the movie while you're doing the craft or preparing your treat, snack, or meal, then you can listen to this playlist. And all of these will essentially be linked here in the podcast notes. I will also be sharing more of the behind the scenes, the videos of the creating the experience on my TikTok too. So I cannot wait to jump into that because that is something that I curated myself and I'm super proud of. And one of the biggest things that I wanted to focus on was that the crafts were either something that you could find around your home very easily or that you could get at the dollar store and do something very affordably. The treats and the snacks, I am sorry, I can go, I can go cheap or affordable on the crafts and simple on the crafts. But when it comes to snack and treat experiences, I do get a little bit bougie. So those are a little bit more interactive or a little bit more time consuming. But again, you don't have to make them. You can do one, two, three, or all of the things that I outline in these movie nights. And no matter what you decide to do, no matter what works for your family, you can even tweak the recipes. You can even tweak what you're going to do as far as the meals go. Um, that is something that I tried to leave open-ended for people to be able to curate their own experience. And I'm really excited to share that with you guys. This is the bread and butter of why I do what I do, sharing my ideas, having fun with people, seeing how they make their own tweaks on it and just watching everybody experience the magic of Disney from their home too, especially when you don't live by the parks. It's really hard to find that magic. So thank you all for tuning in this week. Thank you for, t- for letting me show you how to do Disney differently, experience the Florida theme parks, and I cannot wait to share next week's episode with you.